gonna make them an awfully gamble. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Hello, movie fans. Welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is the podcast where we talk about movies. Movies that I've seen many times. My name is Stephen Fennick, and I show them to my good friend Trevor Long, who has never seen these movies before, hence the name of this show. Trevor, welcome. I'm just here for you and everyone listening <laughs> to roll their eyes at. Yeah, well. That's essentially what people do when they find out how useless <laughs> I am when it comes to movies. Well, that's why we've got a show, and this week we're talking about The Matrix, mm. which was released in 1999, starring Keanu Reeves, directed by... The Wachowski Brothers. They sound like um, characters from a Monsters, Inc. They do. Well, just a little side note about these two brothers. They are now sisters. They've both had gender reassignments. They've uh, both now, I think their names are, I forget, their names are Lily and Lana or something. Wow. Wachowski now, yeah, both had gender reassignments. So, uh, yeah, they're not, they were brothers back then, but they're sisters today. There it is. <laughs> just thought I'd throw oh, yeah. that in there. Now, the Wachowskis were, they worked through... They they think they they say fourteen drafts of the screenplay. Wow! Over five and a half years. Now, that, that's try, not, imagine that's trying not to ridiculously pitch this. surprising though. Well, I think. It, it it took a while in development because you can just imagine trying to pitch this to a studio. Well, now, I mean, we're, try and just try yeah. and explain it to someone in twenty yeah, seconds. Exactly right. So that yeah. was tough. Now the 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 studios love their idea. Yes. They just thought, thought, how the hell are you going to make that into a movie? How the how are you uh. going to do it? And what they did, they got they did a George Lucas here. George Lucas, when he first wrote Star Wars, when he was pitching it to the studios, he got a guy named Ralph McQuarrie to make all these illustrations to show uh, what yes. he means, show rather than just read about it. Yes. They did the exact same thing. They hired illustrators, created over 600 storyboards. So they showed them what this is going to look like and that's going to look like. And that's what really sold them. They they they, they said right, investment. Their inve- their vision was they could literally see their vision. Yeah, and right, they thought, okay. boom, we're in. And the studio, they uh, they greenlit the film as Warner Brothers. Uh, it was also filmed in Australia. It was in I, Sydney, Australia. That is something that I knew. You do remember that, yes. And the reason for that is, I think back then we're talking late 
mid to late 90s, the US dollar, the greenback was quite strong against the Aussie dollar. So they were getting a pretty good deal coming to Australia. Right. So the budget was $60 million. If they had have made this in the US, they're talking that would have been more than $100 million to produce it. Uh, so coming to Australia uh, was the move. And it was the first film to be shot in the then just opened Fox, Fox Studios. Studios. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, there yeah they closed the old Sydney showground and created the Correct. Fox Studios. Yeah. And this was, uh, this was a big deal. This was massive. So it's Hollywood coming to Sydney, Australia, soon then to be followed in 2000 and 2002 and three. George Lucas bought episode two and three of Star yeah. Wars as well. They were both filmed in Sydney. Also, uh, now the Lawrence Fishburne, one of the actors, said that he read the script and he didn't understand why people found it confusing. He was sold from the get-go. He said yeah. he had a doubt if the movie would ever be made because he, he said it was, quotes, so smart, the movie. But we'll, right. we'll get into that. Now, did you have any, apart from it, you knowing it was made in Sydney, yeah. did you have any other impression about the movie? I, I mean, there's so much of this that's kind of pop culture now. Yes. That, you know, things like the, the, the scene where he avoids bullet the bullets time. with yeah. bullet time, yep. the shot. Um, certainly the Sydney, because I actually saw the uh, the chopper Skyline, yeah. the Aeon building. Yes. Because um, that was you know, around where I worked at the time. Um, so I knew little bits of it. I knew the, the pills in it. like uh, Blue pill and red pill, yeah. But I, I don't know what they all meant. So, yeah, <laughs> I... I I could only talk of the pop culture references okay. and that it was nerdy in a sense that there was, you know, computer programming, the, the iconic you know, yeah. green, green the text. Code. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly right. Well, the movie was nominated for four Oscars and won all four. Wow. Best film editing, best sound, best sound effects editing, and best visual effects. Technical. Now, the visual effects... The, a lot of the visual effects were done also here in Australia. So I think a couple of the guys who I think there was four winners in the team, a couple of them were Australians. Yeah, right. So uh, there well, there's no point bringing a movie here just to shoot the scenes. If the if the it had if to be it's all the dollar here. that's done, yes. that's the thing. Then the time and effort of the yeah. individuals is going to be more affordable if the dollars in your favour. And yeah. it's quite. And I think too, the visual effects were were brilliant for the time. You think about this mm. was in the late nineties. We're talking here, right? So it I, I, and watching this again now. It doesn't it, age, mate. It I looks like it was made a week ago. This yeah. hot, this, there's been a few movies we've talked about yeah. where I've said that you know that's dated, and then there's this kind of movie where you go, that's actually like that must have been so ahead of its time. Yeah, well, I think because that's, it's not that's dated part today. Of, that was definitely part of the appeal. I reckon people think, well, we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. That's what added to it. All right, this is your last exit before the freeway. We are going to delve deeply into The Matrix, but if you haven't seen The Matrix, you can view it on Fetch. Absolutely. Check out uh, your, your Fetch box. And if you haven't got a Fetch, you can get them from your internet providers like Aussie Broadband Optus and many, many more. Or you can buy them outright at uh, JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman. Fetch Mini allows you to do everything you'd want to do in terms of streaming, IPTV, streaming movies, renting, buying movies. Uh, and then the Fetch Mighty allows you to do a little bit more by recording TV shows live and you've got this, the most amazing EPG for uh, for recorded TV and for live TV. You've got an amazing array of channels available to watch. Plus, of course, there's that depth of thousands and thousands of movies to choose from. And the best part is it's a smart box that knows what you do. It knows what you're subscribed to. It knows you've got Stan and Amazon. And it allows you to go, you know what, you can watch this movie there. And you don't have to actually rent or buy it. But if you do rent or buy it, it stays as part of your Fetch library. The Fetch box is powerful and it really ups your entertainment game. Find out more at Fetch. Now, you have watched this from start to finish. Yes. And so from what you thought of it and now to actually viewing it, 
how have your impressions changed? This is one hell of a mind uh, curler. <laughs> um, I was wondering what, I was wondering yes, what word you were You know what I was going to say, <laughs> but I chose not to because okay. there was no explicit warning at the start of this. Um, yeah, it really, it, mate, this is, a, this is a movie that requires re-watching. Uh, yeah. I, I feel. I feel like people could rewatch this today, having watched it just twice before or once before, yeah. and you pick genuinely up pick yeah. up things, yeah. because there's no doubt you're, you're going to teach me a lot about this movie in the next uh, little bit. I, I yeah, I, th- I thought it was a great story. I, I'm, I'm like Loris Fishburne. I, I'm like, this is, this is a great story. You can imagine trying to sell it. Imagine being one of the which, Wachowskis, is it? Wachowskis, Wachowskis. Yes. Imagine being one of them, and, and having this in your head, and trying to articulate it. I find that just such a fascinating thing. So yeah, uh, I I quite enjoyed it. I I think the story of this um, it could be. It's one of those things that I'm assuming we can we can misinterpret and reinterpret. Yep. So for me, this is uh, this is a great tweet because for now you're saying to someone, The Matrix, you know, shot in Sydney, amazing movie, worth rewatching, just because you can have a whole new take on it. That yeah, that to absolutely. me is the sell. Well, before I talk about my watch of the movie, yeah. Just in the in the last day, there has been theories sort of bouncing around the science in the science community, right? Just to keep this current, right? That the universe is actually a simulation. Mm. There are theories that the universe we're living in uh, are we living in a computer simulation, and that our existence is a product of a sophisticated computer. So, so I just punched you. <laughs> that was part of the code. That was okay. part of it. Well, that sent a little little reaction to my brain. So yeah. the, the program is working quite well. So we're talking <laughs> the quantum gravity research, the team there in Los Angeles, they've got a theory that the universe is in this continual loop and the uh, it's the simulation that we are actually the product of advanced life forms who've created this amazing technology to compose everything in our world. Well, we've become sentient. So, <laughs> what I about mean, if there's a reboot? What happens then? Like, it's, it's pretty oh. good. There's been no, there's been oh, no I mean, yeah, crashes or anything. There's a few glitches in the matrix. <laughs> let's be honest. You know, have you seen America? Yeah. Um, but, but the fact is that you know, it's funny because that premise, that concept, yeah. right? Truman Show. There's different yes. things like that where yeah. people kind of refer to the fact that. Some people may feel like they are living in a... Conspiracy theorists, there's a lot of them have put that out there. This is just a sophisticated simulation that we're, that we're living in right Which now. Which pill did you take? Uh, I took the red pill. Okay. Yeah. I'm a red man. Yeah. Not anyway, I, I, <laughs> I saw this at the movies, funny enough. What a shock. I can recall this film being filmed in Sydney as well. I remember the day, it was a Sunday, when they did the uh, helicopter fly around. Yeah. Um, but my, I have a family connection to this movie. Really? My dad, who used to have a massive cleaning business, yeah, did he, he do the Aeon building? No, okay. he did the Westpac building, ah, yes. which was where Keanu Reeves or Neo's office was. Remember yes. when he gets the phone and he yes. climbs out on the ledge? Yes, that's the Westpac building yes. in Pitt, Pitt Street in yep. George Street. Yep. Now my dad's business that was one of his major buildings, and he was hanging around, had to had to wait for them to finish production. Shooting for that it. day to clean up after him. <laughs> so he'd be standing around watching what everything they're doing, and him and his team would then come in and then clean all the offices and everything and make way for the next day. There you so go. He, uh, he he knows this quite well. Well, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so every time I see the building, I go, "Ah, oh, it's the Westpac building." <laughs> my dad used to clean that. His business used to clean that. It, what it did, it also created, I think, a new genre of movie. Like what right. what you noticed in this, I'm sure, and you've probably seen it since, but at the time. It created this stylized action. 
So you know how when they were sort of, you know, the bullet time and sort of the, all the wire work and everything, it was all this, we'd never seen anything really like that before. Now right. a lot of filmmakers are imitating that, yeah. sort of that real stylized action. That's very, very popular now. So I think this was one of the first movies to ever go down that path. So it's sort of rather than just action being done a certain way, they use all kinds of technology, which we'll get into, you know, creating the bullet time and all that other wire work that, that went into some of those action sequences. Right, yeah. Let's have a look at the cast. Keanu Reeves plays Neo. He also plays Neo in the all the sequels. So there was this. Then there was The Matrix Reloaded. Okay. Then there was The Matrix Revolution. And then I think the later, latest one's Matrix Resurrection. I think the very latest sequel that was right. out last year. So there's he was, three sequels. He was three just sequels. at the British Grand Prix, Keanu. I oh, saw was him he really? in the garages and went, there he is. There's Keanu. There's Neo. There's Neo. There's Neo. Hey? He was also in Point Break. Have you seen Point Break? No, he, him and Gary Busey? One, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, We'll do that on the show. Okay. That's, that's on the list. And he was also in the John Wick movies. Have you seen any of those? They're sort of no. action films. They're not bad. Carrie Ann Moss plays Trinity. She was also in all the sequels. She was also in a really cool movie called Memento with Gary Pierce. That's that's a good movie. We we may include that as well. She was okay. also in Red Planet about a a, a, a a mission to Mars. Lawrence Fishburne plays Morpheus. Have you seen him in anything? I've definitely seen him. He in He was stuff. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Have you seen Boys in the Hood? Uh. Contagion. Have you seen Contagion? No, but a lot of people say it's a. Great it just watch. replicates what happened during the COVID. Pandemic. It was like a ten years before COVID came out. Contagion. It was like someone went in a time machine, went back 10 <laughs> years and made this movie. It was a dead set what happened in COVID during COVID is in Contagion, so wow. worth a look. He was also in What's Love Got to Do With It. He played Ike Turner in that movie. He's and been actually, in a lot more than yeah, that, hasn't he? Well, much, much more, yeah, but he yeah. received actually an Oscar nomination for that movie yeah, right. as well. Hugo Weaving, did you yes. recognise him? He plays Agent Smith. He was in I Proof. thought, you know what? I thought he played a great role in this. He was this. great in I this. I thought he yeah. was almost a standout. Obviously, oh, yeah. take Keanu out, but... I yeah. thought he played a brilliant he role. Was great. His his real his sort of accent, deadpan delivery and all his, that. Yeah. His ac- the accent he created for it, brilliant, sensational. Loved it. He was also in Lord of the Rings, right. and he was in another little movie called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, that Very one. interesting uh, film that one. Before we get to the run through, let's talk about our our other great sponsor, and that is High Sense. If you're in the market for a TV, then I, th- I think the, the the feeling now is to go big. And Hisense can actually deliver that. You can either go 75 or 85, but guess what? The new 2022 ULED range now has a 98-inch TV. Imagine that, watching Mm. The Matrix on a 98-inch TV. If you want to go even bigger, Hisense also has a range of laser TVs. These are short-throw projectors that can create a 120-inch image. It's all about going bigger, but also the quality's there. You're talking 4K the ULED uses quantum dot technology. They also have a range of mini LED TVs, which create even more greater dimming zones and larger number of dimming zones, so you get greater contrast, HDR, and just the whole experience is improved even further. But not only do the Hisense TVs look good, they also sound good. They have Dolby Atmos built in, so if you're watching a Dolby Atmos movie, you're hearing sounds coming from the TV that you'll think are behind you, above you, and around you. So it's a really great experience. Hisense also are one of the only brands to offer a three-year warranty on their TV. So you can buy with confidence, Hisense back their products, three-year warranty. If you want to check them out, head into a store and check out your Hisense TVs or go to their website, hisense.com.au. Are you ready to take oh, I'm, I'm a red. pill, blue pill yeah. or red pill? I'm going to go red. You're going to go red, right, I am. 
Well, the movie starts with. Did you see the, did you like the sort of the green just sort of letters, the coding? The waterfall down? of coding. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. it was actually that code, that makes matrix was made up by the production do- designer, and he just jumbled up all the letters from his wife's sushi recipe book. All those letters in, in the code falling down. As you do. That's where that came from. And you hear a call taking place, you hear more them discussing. Morpheus believes he's the one. So you're sort of suddenly yeah. in this thing. Uh, and then they ask, I think, is the line clean? clean? So it's all about phones and how so you they... you start thinking, hang on, yeah. there's, there's... What uh, is this? Wiretaps and things. Yeah, what so you're, you're wondering what's happening here. And then suddenly you see police in a building and they're in front of a door with number 303 on the door. And they walk in and you see there's a woman sitting at a desk. And do you remember downstairs all the cars arrive and you're thinking... What's going to happen here? So the people so that get out of the cars, on. the men with sunglasses, so all these agents sort yes. of come out. They look like agents. And uh, the you see um, agent, well, you don't know what his name is at the time, but he says, oh, he goes, you, you call for more men. And he, say, he says to him, he goes, you were given orders not to, not to go in. And he goes, your men are already, They're already dead. dead. They're already gone. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what we see then, and this is the first of that wire work I was talking about, when when Trinity, that's Carrie Ann Moss's character, she turns around and sort of does this flying kick and sort of she seems to be floating in midair, and the camera then turns around her. You see her. So you, you've said wire work a few times. So what you mean by that is... The the actors are have, have a wire and yeah. they're able to be so when they do the jump when they basically inst, instead of, instead of, the of making making a normal leap they can they can make a, a more yeah. uh, animated leap a higher leap and they can stay me there longer it's a real leap but it's but yeah. it's assisted by a wire and then some of the camera work like that camera work there yeah. sometimes it's just the camera moving around during that wire work and other times it's other times it's multiple in, cameras in, yeah in, in bullet post. time we'll talk about that yeah. but Carrie Ann Moss actually performed. All those shots of Trinity at the beginning of the movie, all that wire work that yeah. she did was all her. Yeah, right. She'd do all the stunts herself. Anyway, she's got up, knocked them all out. She calls Morpheus and they find the line was traced and they says, Look, you've got to get to another exit. Yes. So you're thinking an exit. What's, what's, what do you they mean? They need exit? to find an exit. So because because when they say that you think, Oh, well, just there's another window there, but then yeah. they go to a completely different location and then yeah. you're thinking, Well, what are we exiting from? Yeah, here? that's right. Well, so so this begins this chase. All the agents, remember the sunglasses, yes. black black suits on, they chase her across the rooftops. And did you like this? That was a famous sort of top down shot of her jumping from one building to the other. You see it's a yes. top down. That's a really famous shot from the Matrix. And you see that the other agent does the same thing. You're thinking, what the hell? What sort of yeah. world where they can jump like that? Yes. Like, what's going on there? That's the first time you realise there are people here with powers, yeah. uh, some sort of yeah. extraordinary thinking, yeah. ability. That's not normal, what no, they're that's doing. that's right. Um, and he, she, she, I like this bit where she, she jumped across the other building and then sees a little window across the street and she dives in the window thinking, wow, that's precise. Yes. And she landed and pulls a gun right behind her thinking someone's going to follow her. Yes. Then she uh, ends up go, going to her next uh, exit point, which is another phone box. So she's on the phone. She answers the call. And then a truck is 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 bearing down on her. Yes. And as the call connects, the truck crashes into the the box. And you're left. What were you thinking? Well, you're, you're, you're left to think she's, she's been, dead. She's been squashed. Yeah. And the because it's it's Hugo Weaving's character that get, then gets out Edge of the truck, Smith. isn't it? Yes. And goes to look, and you're like, she's not there. Like, yeah. That's the first time you realise these phones are exits from reality. Some in some thing, sense. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, so next thing we see is uh, Neo, so this is Keanu Reeves' character, 
He's asleep at his desk. Yeah. Did you like sort of the late 90s tech here? It was Very pretty cool. cool, though. Very cool. And uh, yeah, no flat screens yet. It was still big, the no, big yeah. fat monitors and yeah. the pretty, pretty, uh, the real chunky looking websites and all that too. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing there. But he's uh, in front of his computer and he sees on the screen the words, wake up Neo. Did you notice this? Yes. And then it says, the Matrix has you. And he's thinking, mate, what is going on here? What's doing here? Am I so we sort of know that he's oh, it's just just from his surroundings. You know, he's like a pretty savvy computer dude, right? Yeah. So he knows he's what he's. He doing. looks like a hacker. He looks yeah, like a exactly. typical yes. nerdy basement hacker. Then we see another message: follow oh, the, white, the rabbit. white rabbit. Yeah. Okay, there's rabbitos. A reference to the rabbitos. Oh here. yeah, good on you. And then he hears a knock on the door. So knock knock. I think it says on the screen knock knock, and then suddenly he hears the knock on the door. Which and so that's the that, you think that knock Whoa. knock moment is yeah. when you first realise there's this. Not just you've got these exit things going on, but this is where you've got these kind of two realities where there's some yeah. someone that can see into the future or something is going on here. Yeah. Uh, he answers the door and it's his friend. I think his name's Troy. And he's obviously selling him drugs or something. He goes, have you got the money? He hands over his 2K. Yep. Gives him, no, he gives him a disc. Yes. Is what he gives him. And um, he asks, he goes, how are you feeling? Are you okay? Uh, and then... I think his mate, or he says, have you ever had the feeling that you're not sure if you're awake or you're still dreaming? And then, then the girl... They said, oh, let's go. We, we the girl talks about where we, they're going to go out. Yeah. They're going to go come out to with a us, it'll be fun. Yeah. And you know what? Neo is me here. Neo is like, no, I'm no, not, mate, not I'm into out. it. Thanks yeah. very much. But, but as, the girl, <laughs> as the girl turns or takes a jacket off or something, there's a tattoo of a white rabbit yes. on her shoulder. Yes. And he immediately goes, well, hey. hang on a minute. If the computer told me that and the computer saw the door knocking, and he's like... All right, I got to follow. Oh, that's okay. I got to go. I yeah. got to follow the white rabbit. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was good spotting there. Next thing we see, they're in the nightclub. Yep, and this is where Trinity meets Neo for the very first time. Hello, Neo. How do you know that name? I know a lot about you. Who are you? My name is Trinity. Trinity. The Trinity? That cracked the IRSD base. That was a long time ago. Jesus. What? I just thought, um... You were a guy. Most guys do. That was you on my computer. How did you do that? Right now, all I can tell you is that you're in danger. I brought you here to warn you. What? They're watching you, Neo. Who is? Please just listen. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. Strange. So that was... To imagine someone saying to you... Um, they're watching you. Yeah. They're watching you sitting at your computer. None of this feels good, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but he, the, the conversation continues that she, like him, is looking for an answer. He told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us here. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did. What is the Matrix? The answer is out there, Neo. It's looking for you. 
Fascinating. What is the Matrix? Because, in fact, that audio grab is a massive summary of the whole concept of this yeah. movie, isn't it? So the search for the truth. And, search and, for, and, and, you know... For Morpheus. Yeah, what does she say? She talks about, you know, it's not looking for you, you're yeah, looking for you're it. looking for him. Um, yeah. it, they're looking for you, you're looking for him. And, and yeah. this simple question of what is the Matrix, it's a... It's a really interesting, you call it exposition in a movie, you know, where you unpack yeah. all this stuff really early and quickly, but I don't think you see, I don't think you see that when it's you still first watch mis- it. It's still mysterious. You don't, you don't yeah, hear yeah. that. No. That grab means nothing when and, you first watch it. What is the Matrix was, uh, do you remember at the time when they had the, the web, the internet was quite quite in its infancy, yes. and that, that was the address of the promotional site, right. what is the Matrix? Yeah, yeah, and so that that that's why that that question is such a such a popular Important thing. One, right, okay. Next thing we see the good old Westpac building. Probably, if you look hard enough, you probably see my old man in the background. Maybe. And uh, so he gets to work. He's running late, and again, his uh, his boss gives him a bit of a dressing down to say, uh, if you choose to be on time, you'll still have a job around here. Yeah, and this, this is the this is the switch back to reality concept where you've you've got this nerdy basement hacker dude. Who's whisked himself away to a nightclub yep. with some random with a white rabbit tattoo, but slap him back into life and he's got a day job. Yes, and he's got a boss. That's it. And, and like everyone else, and yeah. he's late. And you know, like yeah, he's got the normal day to day issues that everyone else. Which has got. again creates that simple juxtaposition between yeah, you know, nightlife and day life, or reality and and the Matrix, or yeah. fact and fiction. It's a really cool, you know, black and white situation. Yeah, kind of throughout the whole movie. It absolutely. Uh, he's asked by then he gets a delivery. They says, "Oh, Thomas Anderson." He goes, "Yep, delivery." And he opens the envelope. And did you like this? Did you like it? What drops out of the envelope? Oh, I should have brought it upstairs. I've got it downstairs. You've got it, have you? Yes. Okay. Well, let's first of all hear the call he receives on that phone. As soon as it comes out of the envelope, we hear this. Hello. Hello, Neo. Do you know who this is? Morpheus. Yes. I've been looking for you, Neo. I don't know if you're ready to see what I want to show you, but unfortunately you and I have run out of time. They're coming for you, Neo, and I don't know what they're going to do. Who's coming for me? Stand up and see for yourself. What, right now? Yes. Now. So let's, uh, before we continue about what the call meant, let's talk about that phone. The Nokia 8110? Well, is it the 8110, though? No, it's a variant. There was the 70, the the Nokia 7110 was originally to be the the one that was thought to be in the Matrix, but it was actually the 8110 modified with the spring-loaded keyboard cover. Is that right? That's right, because it's an 8110 body. Yep. Um... But the 7910, in fact, is a much smaller phone that had this, and I've got it downstairs as well, it had this spring-loaded. It was beautiful. Yeah. It just came is out Is that the so one that had a slightly larger screen, slightly wider screen than the body of the phone? No, that's the 7110. Okay, right. So the 7110, I've got that. Listen to us tech people talking about phones. No, this is so, so nerdy. <laughs> but the 7110 was the first phone I ever had. I spent a stupid amount of money on that phone ah. because I wanted WAP. Ah, right. Which was so the web like, access protocol. That was, it was like the way of having the internet, seeing the internet, the internet on a phone, right? Wow. So I watched this movie, and because I knew this phone was in the movie, yeah. and I went, the 8110 doesn't do that. Like, the when you answer it, the 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 thing, the cover doesn't come down like yeah. that. It's manual. So, so it I think, it I think Nokia, I think Nokia put a spring-loaded mechanism 
in that phone for them for the movie? Well, according to my notes here, the 7110 was revealed a month before the movie's premiere, and it did it did have a spring-loaded cover. Right. The 7110 is also famous for being the first phone to run the Series 40 software, which had the WAP, oh, well, WAP there browser. <laughs> there you go. So there you go, mate. You're right on the money there. So we were uh, far out. We're nerds, <laughs> but, you know. Just getting back to uh, let's get off the phone conversation. Get back to the story here. Yeah. Um, Morpheus is guiding him through how to get out of the office. He said, "Remember, he said they're coming." Yeah, this, you. this is this is where you have this again. This transgression between reality and and yeah. and this. Fiction. He's talking to Morpheus because on the phone. He's being literally guided. He's like, "Okay, you want to get out? You have to follow my instructions right yeah. now." And he literally talks him through: turn there, do this; turn there, do that. Well, just on All that, the way. I've watched this movie like many, many times, yeah. and it's never explained how he's able to navigate him through the office. But that that's the point. How, he, how does he do that? Well, he, yeah. he's, he's in the Matrix. Okay, he's he's looking at the code. Okay. He can see it all in the code, man. Right. It's in the code. Because he sa- it says um, it, he's able to navigate Neo through the office, yet the agents who are connected to the Matrix as well can't find him. So Morpheus can see where he is, but the agents can't. They're supposedly well, both I, connected. I, if you fast forward to the, you know, that little control room they have, yeah. um, the, these people in the Matrix, yeah. um, that that control room is like hacking the Matrix. It's like being able to see yeah, okay, another the code. thing. You see what's going and, on, and I think it, right. that's why they have this level above the the agents. So he's that's in my the, take. He gets out into onto an open window. Remember, he goes along the ledge, and yeah. that's you can see a really good f- f- view of the Sydney skyline. It's, it's pretty full on. Yeah, and and he's out like you know, the, it's still the building still has the black windows. So yes. the windows that sort of come out a little bit, and you can actually so stand how is that? on top. Do you know of it. how that shot is? He out there? Is he's that... out there on? A, I think he's out there on on a harness. harness. So he's he, he's out, he's actually I don't think he ever gets close to the edge, but he's sort of outside the open window. Yes, but he's tied down. Yeah, right, yeah. he's uh, they don't because want to endanger a, it's him. It's very well shot. Oh, it is very well shot. Very but well shot. He doesn't uh, remember. He drops the phone. Yes, and they think, "Oh no, the phone!" No, and uh, he gets captured by the agents. And the next thing we see, he's in an interrogation room. By the way, he yeah. he he, at this point, has chosen. Against, well, he got caught. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 didn't he didn't go. He yeah. didn't he didn't make his way out the window. He he didn't went back follow. In. Yeah, he, so he didn't follow instructions. That was you know, there's there's forks in the road all yes. the way through this movie, right? It's he like made a choose a your own adventure, right? He made a choice. He made a choice <laughs> not to go out and around. Yeah, he made a choice to gutless go out, go back in. And then you see him. He's in like he's in custody he's in almost. He's, yeah. he's coming out. Yeah, he's in the interrogation room, and then we see Agent Smith come out, and he brings out a file. And the famous thing, he goes, oh, Mr. Anderson, he tells oh, him. Oh, the voice is, mate, yeah. I love the voice. Yeah, he's got, we, we, we'll, we'll hear him a few times. And he opens the file and says, look, we've had our eye on you for some time. Now, here's where my little pause button came into oh, play, okay? Oh, okay, yes. If you pause this at the right, exact, you've got to be very precise with your pause here. Yeah. You'll see some personal information about Thomas Anderson. Uh, the last update to the file was July 22nd, 1998. All right. It says his birthplace is Lower Downtown, Capital City, on March 11, 1962. You it, are a massive His, his, his mother's like, maiden name is Michelle McGee, and his father's name is John Anderson, because he's Thomas Anderson. He went to Central West Junior High, and he's also there as the, his place of birth, Capital City, USA, his date of birth is the 13th of September, 1971. But get this. His passport expires on September 11, 
2001. No! That's his, the expiration date of his no! passport. No! Yes. So that was pretty freaky. You're thinking, whoa, of all the dates to randomly choose. Have conspiracy theorists yeah. been onto that one? The day of the 9-11 attacks. And this was released, don't forget, three years before 9-11. So the Matrix has you right wow. there. Wow. And we, we hear him talking to him, say, look, we know you're living two lives. You're a hacker named Neo. And he says, look, we, what about we, we do a deal? Yeah, he he he's all they were after is getting to Morpheus. They, they don't want Neo. Yeah, this is where you realise this bloke that he's talked yes. to on the phone, this bloke that that he's been introduced to. This this is it. So he's look. He's thinking. Look, we can we can give you a fresh start. Let's make a deal. We're willing to wipe the slate clean, give you a fresh start. And all that we're asking in return is your cooperation in bringing a known terrorist to justice. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. But I think I got a better one. How about <laughs> I give you the finger <laughs> and you give me my phone call? <laughs> so, uh, but do you like his reply here where he says, What good is a phone call if you can't speak? And the memory's mouth, and then his mouth seals just up. Seals up. Yeah, yeah. It's this now, weird. That mouth melting uh, during the interrogation scene was. They reckon it's a, like a homage to this sci-fi novel called "I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream." So it was oh, like right. the, the Wachowski brothers have got a An lot of these homage. Sort of and um, it was also, it was a combination of CGI and practical effects. They sort of com- combine the two. So his lips joining together um, before sealing shut is CGI. But the rest of the shots were practical. So when his mouth is actually shut, that's pr- prosthetics and plaster on his face. Okay. Yeah. Did you like this bit where they threw him on the desk? And you're thinking, what the hell are they going to do here? And they yeah. bring out this little, they take out oh, a sensor, mate, I forgot this. turns this into is... a worm. Oh. Thinking, what's it doing here? And it's horrible. He, uh, the worm sort of finds his belly button. It's and bloody goes, enormous Oof. too, just quietly. Yeah, yeah. And goes into his belly button. Oof. Is that kind of like a... Well, mechanical not... yabby is what, how I describe it. <laughs> mechanical yabby. It was sort of a little bit of a freak out, eh? Going into your belly button. Mate, that then, was some crazy stuff. But he wakes up from it. He wakes up suddenly and you think, oh, well, he's a dream. it's a dream. Was that real? No, was I didn't dream? think that at all. What the hell's going on there? Didn't think that at all. But he wakes up uh, from uh, his nightmare and the phone, it's the phone. Of course, the phone rings. Phone rings. The phone, they love a phone call in this movie. And it's Morpheus. Who doesn't and, give up on him. Well, he says, yeah, we've underestimated how important you are. You know, you, we think you're the one. And we're thinking, well, what the hell the one? So... The second, so this is the second time Morpheus has called him, right? Yep. He tells Neo though, the line is tapped. Remember? Yep. And he says to him, "Go to go to the Adams Street Bridge and meet Trinity, where you know, that, well, then she'll look after you." So if the line's tapped, didn't he just tell the people that's tapping yeah, the phone? Yeah, that's strange. <laughs> where they're going to yeah. be? Anyway. They go to the Adams Street Bridge. Now, the Adams Street Bridge, did you recognise this little landmark of Sydney? Here? You have to remind me what it was. It was, uh, remember, the, the, he's, he's waiting and it's raining heavily and, he's, yeah. and the car pulls up. That was the that was the Eddie, you know, you know the, the tunnel. Oh, yes, along. the tunnel at the Eddie yeah. Street. So That's it's right. the end of Castle Ray Street. Yeah, when you turn down and you yeah. turn. So, turn you know, the tunnel there, yep. that was that little spot there. Yes. Yeah, spot, yeah, I mate. did recognise You know how a nerd I am yes. about going to movie locations? I, you know the Golden Street car park? You drive down the yeah, side of that yeah, and, you, and you turn, turn left and go under that bridge. Onto That's Elizabeth it. Street. That's, That's exactly the, where it was. And you spotted that. Yep. Very good. So he gets in the car with Trinity, and she pulls this contraption out. Like he thinks it's a like there was another person in the car. Yes. And she, that they've got a she's got a gun. Then she pulls this contraption out, 
and you think, what the hell are you going to do with that? Then they, they remember they they put they it on scanned him, his and they they scan him. He goes, oh, we need to do we need to work at this out now, and then. This this bug comes out, oh. and he goes. That thing was real. He freaks out. He thought yeah, it Jesus. was a dream. Yeah. So he's off to then to oh. to meet more. By the way, that that was done very well. Yeah, it was effective. Yeah. It looked yeah really good. And then yeah. see, those are the moments. And it is only you know twenty odd years ago, but those are the things that would show up as being poorly done in CGI or in production. It was brilliant. Very, well well very, awesome. well very well done. Very well done. It's very well done. So now the reason they picked him up because they were going to bring him to uh, to meet Morpheus, and he walks in, and uh, I think he says to Morpheus, "Like you know, it's an honor to meet you." And then Morpheus's reply is, "No, the honor is all mine." Mm-hmm. So we, we're still we've still got this impression that he's this special yes, person. Yes, he has some special. He's the quality. one. We don't know sort of where that's going. He doesn't know either. Yeah. <laughs> And he's talking about sort of a bit at the moment. You're feeling a little bit like Alice, sort of going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and he says, you've, you've got the look of a man who believes what he sees. But you're you're here because you know something. And sort of the whole mystery of what's happening, he, he tries to explain it. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Matrix. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. So, just quietly, yeah. the delivery... yeah. By Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. You go weaving. They create Brilliant. this amazing sense in this yeah. movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's actually a fascinatingly brilliant part of the movie is simply... Just hearing them, yeah. Their, yeah. their voices. Yeah, brilliant. So I good. agree. Really, really sort of measured and calm. Yeah. And that, yeah. But he does mention the truth. Now, imagine someone laying this truth bomb on you. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. Born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. <laughs> so is the, they're sort of peeling back some layers here, aren't they? You're At thinking, this point, I'm going, mate, you're on drugs. <laughs> Take me home. Speaking okay. of drugs, he says, look, you have to see the Matrix for yourself. And then... He pulls out a couple of pills. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. By the way, blue. Uh, So you would have gone back. 100%. Really? I thought you said red before. Yeah, I was just that was just the start of the show. At this point, Blue of the movie, Pill story ends. You are, mate. I'm done. You're out. I'm out. So you've tapped out. I'm going, short, mate. You know what? If you're Neo, it's a short movie. Eh? Life's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm talking about me right now. If someone right. came to you with this yeah. rubbish. Yep. Says okay. Here's what you uh, want to do. Are you going? Are you, like at this point in your life, yeah. in this in this storyline. Yeah. 
Are, are you sticking with it? Am I happy with my fake life? Like, is it the, we're in a yeah. fa- if it's it's, it's it's fake, isn't it? Well, that's what they're trying to put, yeah. that's it's, what they're trying a, to say. It's a simulation. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't know that yet. Yeah. So it's a bit, a little, it's a bit of a leap of faith, don't you reckon, for him here? Well, I'm saying to you, yeah, are you yeah. blue or red at well, this point? Well, I'd be red. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I'd have a go. I'll stick yeah. around, mate. You don't know unless you have a go. That's sort of my motto in life, you know? Okay. So he does choose red. And he says, okay, follow me. And he sort of says, okay, are we online? There's a room full of computers. Just t- take a seat. And this is that room I was referring to. Yeah, it's kind of so like, like the, control it's room, like yeah. the hacker's control room. Yes. And by that I mean, I really do feel like they've hacked into the Matrix. Yeah, they've got like a portal. And they've got a, like a bit of an eye and yes. the, you know, they can't be traced and all that kind of stuff. So he says, righto, uh, I like how he's taking the pill now. And there's a, did you see the mirror next to him? He's, like, he's looking in a mirror. Yeah. And then he reaches out and touches the mirror. Oh, that's right, yes. And the mirror is sort of all sticky and wobbly and then yep. just, sort of just crawls his hand, up his arm. Yeah. And while this is happening, he's being, he's being asked about, uh, have you ever had a dream you thought was so real? Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? So here's the mirrors, cli- the mirrors the climbing mirrors up his arm, him. and then it also goes down his face and then pours into his mouth. So that was, that yeah, was, it's pretty that was, full on. For that time, that effect was incredible. Again, like, it was still, remarkable. I'm not sure it could yeah. be replicated. Like this, it goes to that whole why would you remake a movie, right? Yeah. You re- remake a movie because it could be done better now. Yeah, no way you could do this better. No, no way, no not way. at all. Yeah, but this is where it kind of really, really goes full on because he wakes up in this tank of yeah. goo. Um, he, he comes out of it on and it's, it's this pod I feel like I've seen this kind of scene before yeah. in shows or movies where it's just well, in this you know, bit pods here, so he's sort of he's got no he's got a shaved head yeah. he's, he's sort of busted out of this pod it's this kind of naked baby kind of you know yeah this, it's just like a, a birth almost. yes so he's to prepare for that scene he lost 15 pounds which is like about, well, about 7 or 8, about seven, eight yeah. kegs and shaved his whole body so he wanted to sort of have this emaciated look um, so when he comes out of the, he comes out of the pot, all the goo, and then he starts pulling all the cord, the, yes. the cables. Yep. But what what got me though? This, this was the freak out for me. Was he looked around and, and he saw millions, millions of, of other pods. Yes, you're thinking, what is this? So thing? the concept there, that what they're trying to portray is that we're all just bodies in pods. Yeah, the real world is that bodies in pods. That's the real world. Being, yeah. you know, our our energy or our uh, brain power being just sucked yeah. for the for whatever. The, the real world consumption is. Did you like this bit where the robot grabs him and then th- says, uh, it must have thought, well, okay, you've broken the pod, you're no use to us now, and it yanked the cable out of his head, yes. out of the back of his head, and then the bottom of the pod basically just it goes into flush Flushed. mode. So he's, he's out there. Um, the What happens, he lands in water, yes. and then a ship sort of hovers and grabs him out of the water, and then we hear this. Welcome to the real world. This is the real world. At this You've point, found you're regretting him. your blue, pi- your You've red pill. You reckon? Like this is horrible. <laughs> this is horrible. So, so to prepare him, because don't forget, he's been he's sitting in a pod his whole entire life, here, yeah, right? Yeah. And we find out later that they, they 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 create from from birth. They create life to power everything. Yeah. So in the he's in the lab. And he's covered in pins. You see the pins yes. because they reckon they have to rebuild his muscle because he's been just laying there for years. He's got to. They've got to rebuild his muscle. Yeah. And he says, and I liked when he said, he goes, "Oh, my eyes hurt." He goes, "Well, why wouldn't they? You've never used them before." 
which I thought was a good line. Yeah. They remove all the sockets and plugs from his body. Then we see later on he sort of he, he wakes up. He, he inserts a plug into his arm. He feels do you like this when he feels the back of his head and he sees there's like a big big cable like a yeah. big thing in the back of his head. And we then Morpheus tells him it's not 1999, which was actually the year the movie came out. Mm. It's more 2199. So this again, it's sort of a bit of a bit of a mind trip for him. He uh, he says, "Look, you see for yourself." And he sort of we- walks out, and meets. So they tell him that he's on board the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. That's the name of the ship. Mm. And he meets the crew, and he says, "Right." Do you want to know what the Matrix is? <laughs> yes, I do. He goes, of course I do. Mate, I didn't come here yeah. for the bloody yeah. fried eggs. I didn't come for a haircut. Remember, yes. he's bald. <laughs> so, oh no, he had his hair at this point. But no, no, he Which, was he was shaved here. He was but, shaved. No, no, yeah. but 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 he it, it he's that, only got that, hair in the Matrix. That was a demonstration of the passage of time, though. He went yeah. from being wasn't oh, okay, he bald, yeah. bald to having a bit of hair. I think you're right too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but then they they walk into what they call the construct. He goes, here, he goes, you can choose your clothes, your weapons. Right now, we're inside a computer program. Is it really so hard to believe? Your clothes are different. The plugs in your arms and head are gone. It's a big white room. Your hair has changed. Your appearance now is what we call residual (laughs) self-image. It is the mental projection of your digital self. This, This isn't real. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. This is the world that you know. The world as it was at the end of the 20th century. See, there's a skyline of Sydney, I think it is. It exists now only as part of a neural interactive simulation that we call the Matrix. <laughs> so you, is your mind Once doing backflips right I'm here? I'm like, dude, you should have <laughs> taken the blue pill. <laughs> so your brain's doing backflips like mine was. Um, but then he says, then he shows, oh, here's what the world really looks like. Remember, and you see this, yeah. this, this wasteland. Dystopian wasteland. Then he, he yeah. talks about how it was... The the whole thing was all all the carnage over the years, and there was a singular consciousness that spawned a race of machines, and they needed an energy source, and they couldn't use the sun because um the, the because of the war where it happened, it sort of blocked out access to the sun. So we learned that they're using humans to generate power. The human body generates more bioelectricity than a 120-volt battery and over 25,000 BTUs of body heat. Combined with a form of fusion, the machines had found all the energy they would ever need. There are fields endless fields where human beings are no longer born. We are grown. For the longest time, I wouldn't believe it. And then I saw the fields with my own eyes. Watched them liquefy the dead so they could be fed intravenously to the living. Ugh. Pretty grim. Seriously, take the blue pill! So the Matrix is basically a computer-generated dream world to change a human being into a battery. Yeah. 
And I think the battery he holds up was a, do you remember he holds up? It was a Duracell, a little <laughs> copper top battery. So he says, look, oh, I want to get out of here. I and this want, is he wants basically, to wake up out of this simulation. This is basically now you've been brought on board now. Yeah, Where as a viewer, we now yeah, understand that yeah. the Matrix is the world we perceive to be the what real world. What he says, world. the world pulled over um, your eyes. Yeah, It's it's what we think is the, the world you live in. But in fact, we're all just things in a pod. Uh, and these guys have escaped that. And... They've hacked it, and they're essentially trying to find ways through and around the this well, this weird world. The mission here is well, when Neo's sort of the, he's he's back on the ship, he's sort of you know still getting his bearings, and they says, look, uh, Morpheus says, look, as long as the Matrix exists, we'll never be free. Yeah, and then he mentions the Oracle. So the Oracle, who we'll meet later, says there would be a savior. And Morpheus still believes, I believe that search is over. He thinks Morpheus is the answer here. So um, the mission, he, he meets Tank, he's, which, which he calls his operator. Yep. So he's the one who sort of helps him get in and out of the Matrix, right? Which again allows yeah. you to, uh, to understand that there's this control room. Yeah. And essentially one man can't do this alone. Yeah. yeah. You need someone who's operating. It's, it's like bloody Avatar. And, yeah, a little bit. You know bit, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there's this there's this thing and then there's someone that needs to bring you in and out and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, when he meets Tank, he notices that he doesn't have any holes or any plugs on his body. Yeah. Tank tells him, he goes, I oh, know I'm a I'm an old fashioned homegrown human. He was a, he was actually born normally. Like right. you know how Neo was remember how we said they grow humans? Yes. So he this like Tank was actually a real person born like everyone else should right. have been born. But they mentioned too, I think Morpheus's mission here is a place called Zion. He goes, that's yes. the only place that is still exists where people live normally. Right. That's kind of the the the, the their goal is to get yes. to Zion. Right. To sort of a, a, to escape the matrix. So uh, we the next thing we see, Tank is uh got him strapped in and do you like this, how he starts this loading so in? cool. He loads in the training programs. He and said, oh, he's been relevant. going 10 hours of processing, and, and I sort of the, downloading stuff. This is a great part of a movie where you can imagine the movie makers had the idea that, well, they're just these these things that can be plugged in and they can be uh, loaded with software, which tells them how to do things. Because that becomes relevant later in the movie with yeah. Trinity, right? But by demonstrating it like this it's so cool because yeah. it's basically letting Tank go right he's going to load this he's going to yeah. and, so and he was lo- loading Kung Neo's, Fu Neo's eyes that. are kind of little, 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 yeah, they're yeah. flicking around he's as, in, if, he's as processing if he's it. processing it yep. so cool such a good demonstration of that concept so they they find themselves in like in a, in a dojo and then he see he realizes he goes, I know Kung Fu now like yeah we've yeah. downloaded all that information and this is where Morpheus demonstrates that you know the rules can be bent others can be broken yep. so you've got advanced skills here you know, like defying gravity, and he says, "Right, let's fight." And then he realizes that he knows all this stuff because yeah. it was downloaded into his brain. Um, so they, I, I do like this bit where they do change the process. So they go from being on a do, into a dojo to being on a rooftop. Did you like this bit? And he explains to him, "Is look, you got to. It's all about freeing your mind and what you can do in this world." Yes, and I love the bit where. Morpheus just runs off and just jumps so high up and then lands on a building far away. Yeah. And and and, 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 and Neo goes, like, Whoa. Well, I've got to do the same thing now. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't. But he falls. <laughs> yeah. He he hits the deck. Now, just on the you know how a lot of the characters wear sunglasses when they're in the Matrix? Yeah. You know, the those sunnies that are worn by the characters were from the the label, the, the brand is Blind, B L I N D E. And the they 
their product, they say they make all their sunglasses by hand, their handmade sunglasses, and they were the ones uh, that were developed, that were chosen for the movie. So what they did, the company's founder, he had to tender for the movie. Like they are called for tenders to supply the glasses. They were going up against Ray-Ban yep. and Arnett and all these big brands. They blind got the contract and they created from scratch, like specifically designed glasses for the characters. Right. And what they did for the shoot, you know how the shoot was at, the, at Fox Studios? They had their little workshop in the uh, in the back of an Oxford Street optometrist working, wow. on, working on them for the for the movie. Jeez. So anyway, back in the real world, and we see though that um, remember how he fell before, yeah, and he sort of touches his mouth and he thinks he so hang sees on a blood. There's blood, there's blood on his head from his mouth, and he says, "Well, they, they learn that if you're killed in the Matrix, do you die here as well?" So yeah. they're thinking, "Well, you're thinking, well, yeah, you would." So that's that's sort of a little bit hazy and how that would work because right in the sort of finale we'll talk about it, you're thinking okay what's happening right here but that's I think one of the things that is planted you think well if you die there do you live here and vice yeah, versa yeah, yeah. Uh, next thing we see Trinity's in uh, Neo's cabin watching him sleep you think it's a bit creepy, creepy as but what the Morpheus though uh, part of this while he's asleep he's actually in another simulation and this was a bit where they're walking down Pitt Street did you notice the Pitt Street Pitt Street, and they walk into along Martin Place. You know yep. where the fountain is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Martin Place. Yes, and uh, he's explaining uh, how this all works. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around. What do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? <laughs> she was She was pretty nice. We all were. Yes. Because did you notice that everyone else was dressed in either black That's or white? Right. And she stood out because she and was And you find out why in a minute, yeah. Um, so we see them freeze the world. And this is a classic shot of the, the Martin Place fountain on, yes. on Pitt Street there. Um, and then we learned that the agents are sentient programs. Anyone not plugged in could be an agent. So they're thinking, well, you've got to be careful of who, you, who you're around here. Um, then uh, on the Nebuchadnezzar, we see the Sentinels are, are chasing him down. Yeah, these kind of yeah, these sort of little robot weird. flying robot things. And what the, what we discover is that an EMP, which is electromagnetic pulse, very Ocean's can actually 11. disable them. Yeah, it is very Ocean's Eleven. Now the name of his ship. Did you find this a bit unusual? The Nebuchadnezzar. I did, I did that's a, actually a, there's a lot of biblical references in the movie, and that's, okay. that's one of them. Okay, it's a reference to King Nebuchadnezzar the Second of Babylon from the Book of Daniel. King Nebuchadnezzar the Great, he was uh, in biblical times. He con- he conquered Judah and Jerusalem. He also built the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. There you go. Just on just when he had some spare time, landscaper. <laughs> so again, reflects sort of the the search for answers. Uh, those who wish to to get out, to escape the Matrix. Morpheus and his crew, they tried to give them the opportunity to free their minds. That's sort of the whole biblical background of that. Now, on in the Matrix, uh, on the ship, 
we learned that sort of. I think there was a bit of coding like, reveal. Like, so isn't Neo? Is, Neo like kind of wakes up and it's it's yeah. like it's like he's the only one awake and then he stumbles across one of the one of the dudes yeah. sitting there. Like, and he's, is that the Matrix? Says, what are you looking at? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and he's probably saying, "Listen, kid, you probably get you're probably wondering why didn't I just take the blue pill like you said, mate? One hundred percent. And and he sort of gets. I think was it Cipher that says to him, "He goes, aren't you here to save the world?" He goes, "But if you see an agent, get the hell out of there." Um, Cut to a dinner scene where Agent Smith was with Cypher. Cypher's the Joe Pantaleone character. And you're thinking, what the hell are they doing there? Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan? You know, I know this steak doesn't exist. (laughs) I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy, and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? <sighs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> yeah. Then we have a deal. I don't want to remember nothing. Nothing. You understand? So he's done a deal with them to... Cause mate, Cy- he's me. Cypher is part of um, Morpheus' yeah. crew, right? Yeah, he's on the me. Nebuchadnezzar. If I'm, mate, I'm like, dude, I'll so do So a anything. steak, you'd turn yeah, him mate, over for 100%. the steak? I mate, just, I just want my steak, my chocolate. My <laughs> yes, but you know it's not real, but you know it's delicious I don't care. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. <laughs> this is the point. I really do yeah. think that... I really... I do wonder... I'm sure there's been polls and studies done, but who, who would in this world is yeah. choosing the red pill? Well, he, I think he mentioned too in the previous audio clip about the people, the billions of people who just want to they, go along with it. They, they the don't point, want it to right? change. Yeah, they, they're happy with it to stay the same. I think yeah. it's great, Yeah, but, mate, you can have it. Yeah. Because you, you, it's a good point because you think about the the simulation if you just if you toe the line you're pretty good it's not bad I mean this so you know? and this is my point even if yeah. so let's say the Matrix is a documentary yeah okay it's a documentary yeah. and then we're all there's a referendum you're all given the choice yeah mate but in a landslide the blue pill wins blue pill? okay in you a landslide you still want your steak don't you you want yes. a steak you want to go to work and you want to earn money I don't want to be in a pod or flushed <laughs> away or I don't want to be in Zion I don't want to be I just want to, anyway so I, I I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. And everyone's thoughts on I that. love at the end of that scene where he says, remember, he says, I don't want to remember anything. And he says, I want to be rich or someone important like an actor. <laughs> I'm going to put a poll up on Twitter. Yeah, maybe. Blue pill, red pill. Um, back on the ship, uh, I think one of the guys has big note that he goes, you know, the woman in the red dress, I designed her. That, but, that, <laughs> it's, but see, that was, that's a really important moment yeah. because it, it proves to Neo yeah. that everything he's seeing is... Coded, it's programmed, it's built that way. His training and everything, yeah. And so that guy's like, mate, you know, yeah, she's I, basically, I that. he's basically saying some of my best work. That's my <laughs> fantasy, and I'm very glad I put yeah. her in there. Hello, brilliant. Uh, Morpheus says, though, look, bring the ship to broadcast depth. I'm taking Neo to see the Oracle. So uh, we're in. They go in. Uh, I think they're on their way to see the Oracle. Neo. He uh, he's on his way. I, I like how when they're they're driving along, he goes, "Oh, I remember I had I had I ate there and I did this." He's pointing out all the places he's been. Yeah. Now realizing that where he's been was in the Matrix. Yes. So that's a bit of a head spin thing. And I remember eating there and and quite liking the food and all that sort of stuff. But he does mention the fact that now they they refer to memories. 
I have these memories from my life. None of them happened. What does that mean? That the Matrix cannot tell you who you are. But an Oracle can? That's different. Did you go to her? Yes. What did she tell you? She told me. What? We're here. Neo, come with me. You see how Trinity didn't answer the question? Yeah. We'll find out later. That's right. But here's sort of the part where when they're in the Oracle, and this is just a really basic, yeah. nondescript apartment. Yes. You're thinking, you think the Oracle, you're going to a palace, <laughs> right? Like but it's like someone's the wizard in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. yeah. It's just this really just dingy little apartment. Yeah. And it's the, the Oracle's in there. And she said, uh, you know, the, remember when he's waiting to see the Oracle, the little kid talking about the spoon and trying to bend the spoon? He goes, but the spoon's not real. You know, if your mind can adjust to that, it sort of became a little bit sort of existential. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking what's real, what's not. Uh, the Oracle, uh, when when he does walk in, she's cooking away. And um, I think what he she sees, this look of surprise in his face. He says, what, what were you expecting? Like, yeah. uh, And she picks the fact that he's going to knock he's the about, vase yeah, over. Said, like, what does she what say? Do you, she do, says, he goes, oh, don't, don't, don't apologize. How do you all. know about the vase? Like, mm. What do you mean? Like, how do you know that was going to happen? Again, it's a bit of a knock-knock moment. Yeah. You know, for referencing what happened earlier in the movie, which yeah. puts her in the in the the controlling part of that knock knock yeah. sequence, yeah, and and, she, and he's still quite in the he's pretty naive about everything, and I think she even mentions he goes, I could see why Trinity likes you, mm. so she mentions Trinity because remember Trinity said that she'd been to see the Oracle, and she and he asked what did she say, but he, she never didn't answer. That's right. So we'll revisit that later, but um, she she says to him, look here, let me have a let me have a look at you. Uh, and they're talking about whether or not he feels like he's the one. I'm not the one. Sorry, kid. You got the gift. But it looks like you're waiting for something. What? Your next life, maybe. Who knows? That's the way these things go. What's funny? Morpheus. He, uh, he almost had me convinced. I know. Poor Morpheus. Without him, we're lost. What do you mean, without him? Are you sure you want to hear this? Morpheus believes in you, Neo. And no one, not you, not even me, can convince him otherwise. He believes it so blindly that he's going to sacrifice his life to save yours. Heavy mm. stuff there. It's actually so heavy it's hard to understand, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, sort of Morpheus is still back in his instinct, back in his gut That's feel right. that Morpheus, uh, that Neo is, is the yes. one. And but yet the Oracle says, you're not the one. She kind of implies that you're not the one yet. You could still got some growing to do. That's uh, the impression I got out of it. I got, I honestly got this sense of there may not be a one. Yeah, there, there may be more about Morpheus's quest and Morpheus's growth in his journey. It's the journey, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I right, mean? Right. But uh, they get caught, of course. The agents uh, are, are closing in, 
and they they decide to escape through the cavities. You know the cavities of the yeah. of the building, which is interesting. The agents can Very hear them. Shawshank like. Uh, the agents can hear them all. Morpheus tells them all, "Get out of here." He ends up fighting Agent Smith, your man Hugo Weaving. Yep. He gets captured. Cipher gets out. Remember, so Cipher yes. obviously gave up their location here, yes. right? That's the whole point, right? Yeah. He's, he's the inside. But he, he gets out. He shoots Tank and Dozer. Remember at yeah. the in the control room. Yes. Right? And uh, Trinity calls and asks, Look, "Where's Tank?" He, and there's no one. That she's Tank is his her operator. Yes. So she can't get out. And they're thinking, "Well, what what what's going on here?" And they say, "Well, okay, let's pull the plug." Um, now he pulls the plug on Neo, and he's sort of back back sort of conscious again and. Tank is still alive, uh, and, and just yeah, and right and at the last minute, he's able see, to see you later. So we tank being in, alive is the is the kind of moment that saves the day for Neo. Otherwise, absolutely. it's all over. Now we see uh, Agent Smith is now holding Morpheus hostage, so he's talking to them, uh, talking to him about uh, you know it's the, he's the, this bit where he's talking about you know it's just a matter of evolution. He goes like the dinosaurs, you had your time. It, it, the time's passed for humans. It, it's 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 past that. So, he, which is an interesting yeah. observation in terms of yeah. the way it's looked at. Because absolutely, remember, yeah. remember, the agent is just a sentient thing, right? Isn't it? it that's just a sentient yeah. part of the program. That's yeah, just sort of AI the, and sort it's of a sentient wild. being yeah. that's that's trying to find these uh, these bits that have gone wild in the in the code. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a really interesting observation with the dinosaurs. So they're. Um, they say that Neo, Oracle said to Neo that he has to make a choice. So that he said, "Look, I, I know he's not, I'm not the this one." Is, and this is Neo telling just, Trinity that yeah. you know, because they're talking about pulling do the something. plug on Morpheus, yeah, yeah. which is you they know, can't. Yeah, that's right. They, they can't. They've got to keep him there to try to sort of go into the Matrix and rescue him. So um, they realise they've got Morpheus in a military facility. So he says, "Righto, let's go." So they, uh, that Trinity wants to hit, to go along with them. Meanwhile, Morpheus is still being interrogated and tortured. Did you notice this bit here? Yeah. But this is a a part of the whole thing where we. This is a really. You, I know you like hearing agent the agent Smith yes. talk, but this is a really interesting part about what he considers about the human race. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. We are the cure. I do love this bit though, where he <laughs> says, I mean, "What do we need? What What do you the, need this here?" Is, this is Neo prepping for yeah. his journey into the Matrix to save Morpheus. Yeah. What do you need? Okay. So what do you need? Besides a miracle. Guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> These are all the guns rushing in. Neo. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. So we we in the facility, I think we're Agent By the way, this military of, facility, yeah. very strange location for it yeah, on in the, the middle of a city, in, yeah, yeah. in Sussex Street in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> so we see, though, Smith's trying to get to him here, and he's sort of saying, "Look, in in this mind is the key." Because once Zion is destroyed, remember we were talking about Zion yes. being this last and that outpost. being the goal. Yeah, that once that's destroyed, my job's done. My job is done. 
Uh, but one, we, we see Neo and Trinity walking through into like a lobby of a building here, mm-hmm. right? And this was incredible. <laughs> this, this again, that stylized action happening here. They're dive, jumping off walls and, and ducking in and around columns. Yeah. It was the a thing that quite th- a, it was, it was almost like a dance. It was sort of very, yeah, it was so well yeah. choreographed. Yeah. But- what I find impressive, and I, look, I still find most movie effects. Imp- I feel I find gunshots impressive the way they're able to make it look like you've been shot and yeah. blood come out. But I find it impressive they're able to make the columns here look like they're like yeah being exploded and shot. And you know, it's incredible. It's a really cool scene. Yeah. Really, I mean, how many days must that have taken to film? A lot. Now I think they they it took them even though it was like a few minutes of the movie. It took weeks to shoot. But the what, what I wrote in my notes here that these are sort of the signature moves of the movie. Like this, this that is, scene was in the right. trailer. It, you're right. Yeah. It's it's if and you, he's if, in his black trench coat, glasses. If you think Matrix, yeah. you, you're going to think one of a few things. You're going to think the green coat. You're going to think blue or red pill. You're going to yeah. think the white room. Yep. And I think this. Yeah. Is the is dark right trench there, coat top five, yeah, yes. in this in the lobby yep. here, right? They get is, up to bullet time, they get it? up to the roof. That's right. And uh, Trinity and Neo. They, re- they, they learn that, you know, you can move like they do. And this is the famous iteration of bullet time. So, yes. you know, when he when the agent fires, remember how the agent was sort of dodging in all directions? And Trinity says, you can do that too. Yeah. And he realizes that he's got the skill. And this is when he sort of dives backwards and does dodges the bullets. But the camera manages to do a 360 around Amazing. him as well. Just awesome now, cinematography. Let me tell you how this happens here. So he dodges the bullets on a rooftop. The setup involved 120 still cameras and two film cameras. So what they did, they placed the cameras together, so really close together. That was important because it had to create the illusion of motion. That's right. So you think the cameras, each little shot from a camera can, is like stop motion. They can create it, everything like that, right? Yeah. And as each camera only, it only captured a single photo. So that, that's why they've been being close together. That's why they needed them like that, so that right. the photo from each of them created that movement. Yeah, and so people yeah. might have seen these setups because, again, it's weirdly more affordable to do this now. But it's basically it can be a semicircle or a full circle of cameras, and they're literally within you know five centimeters of each other. And because each one of them takes a photo, you've essentially got that photo from ev- from X number of angles. The X being the number of cameras you use, and it allows you to, if you put it in a timeline of a yeah. video editor. You can go, okay, camera I'll one that through camera this. 30. You yeah. just lay one through 30 down, yeah. and you can basically look around a shot, a single shot. And yeah, so they can go like a 360-degree little fact, move through in it. In fact, yeah. you could have it at, I don't know what you would describe it, at you know, um, 920 or something, because so, yeah. you could have cameras, in essence, going up and up down and all down around. Below, like you, could, yeah. you could do some amazing things with it. So the, the cameras were triggered at close intervals, so it would appear that it's folding, unfolding at normal pace. They were either fired, they, they either did them sequentially or depending on the effect they wanted, they sort of changed the order. Yeah. So single frames from each camera can be arranged and displayed to produce an orbiting viewpoint of a frozen or slowed action. So he's in the middle and they can create this viewpoint from all around yeah. as if the, the timer stood still, stood still. So good. Yeah. And it's been imitated so many uh, times. Imitation as well. is, is the greatest yeah. form of flattery. Yeah. But I'd also love to know: was this genuinely the first use yeah, of it? It was. Yeah. Wow. They could couldn't be. Sh- they had to be shot in a studio, of course, too. And it couldn't be shot on location because most of the cameras could see each other. Could be in shot. So they yes. had to. They had to sort of have a background where they can erase the other cameras. Yes. So they had to wipe it out. 
Um, and the actors were held in position by wires as well to present them for because he couldn't he do he that on his own. Actually do he that. couldn't lean back that far by himself, yeah, so he yeah. was on a wire. So. Such a great shot, incredible. Now the what they see here at this point is the helicopter that and they're going to use to try to this rescue is that, Morpheus. This is that moment where yes. you realise why they did that program downloading because now yes. someone has to learn to fly a helicopter. Can you fly that thing? Not yet. <laughs> Operator. Tank, I need a pilot program for a B-212 helicopter. Hurry. It finally was that easy, eh? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, I'm good. That's the only <laughs> part of seconds. the Matrix I like. Yeah, the download. I'd love to be able to learn stuff that quick. <laughs> So here we go. We uh, they're going to attempt to rescue Morpheus, and how good was this bit where he's on the side of the helicopter with this massive gun and just firing into the building? Yeah, and um, so water, real. The bottle. water from oh the sprinklers God. are pouring out, and uh, Morpheus manages to break free of, re- of his restraints. Now, did you like this bit where they he couldn't they they couldn't he couldn't dive he couldn't to the top all the way across? So they had to dive and meet each other in the middle and sort of yeah. grab each other in the middle. You didn't real I didn't realize at the time that Neo was you know uh, strapped and roped yes. to the thing. He was attached. He was like, dude, where are you going? Yeah. yeah. So he dived out, caught Morpheus, and this was what we saw being filmed over the Sydney mm. skyline. Now the filming that nearly caused the film to be shut down. Because they flew the helicopter through restricted Sydney airspace. Laws were changed subsequently to allow filming to go ahead. So they broke the law initially and they thought, well... The, Didn't they have permission to do it? No, well, apparently not. They broke the law. But they said, right, because you're doing this, it didn't. they didn't all do it all in one day. They said, right, we'll give you permission to do this because you're shooting this massive movie. It was good for our economy and all the good for uh-huh. Australia. So they decided to go ahead with it. Huh. Uh, what I like about this, remember when the, when the helicopter... It crashes into the side of the building and sort of bounces, and yeah. then, and, and the the whole uh, the Trinity's on the sort of swinging away from it, and the the whole glass behind her just shatters. It just looked beautiful how they did it. it. Looked so it looked well incredible. done, it looked real. Yeah, yeah. Neo and Trinity are now they find themselves in the train station, and he's thinking it's on here. Agent Smith yep. and Neo are facing off here for the very first time, and again. This sort of classic stylized fighting. Remember, they were sort of swinging around each other and the cameras going around mm. them. And again, you're thinking, what is this? I've never seen this before. The other thing that would be fascinating is imagine talking to the actors and uh, stage people involved in that. What did you think this was going to look like? Yeah. Like, you're. No you're idea. Because watch- you're watching something <laughs> be shot that you would never have. Like, they wouldn't have said, oh, we're going to do bullet time. You know, like. You're describing to someone what we're doing, and they're like, "What do you mean it's going to look like that?" They, they would have gone. They would have gone to the movies and gone, "Holy yeah. hell!" The Wachowski brothers said, "Look, trust us. It's going to look really cool." Yeah, and they were right. So uh, they've had their fight in the train station, and the train's going to come and hits the agent. With so he's in the Matrix, of course. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the, they're on the ship. They're charging the EMP because the Sentinels are trying to get inside now, and it's like me- this time. This this this. Uh, timing issue right now. Yeah. It's, it's either we've we've got to get Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity back, but we've also got this problem where we need to blow this up yeah. so that we can kill these Sentinels. Well, so, the Sentinels are attacking the ship, you know, and they're in, he, they're still monitoring him in the Matrix. <coughs> now, Neo has made his way up to. Did you notice he's in the same in that same room three hundred three as yeah, at the right. start of the movie? Okay, I didn't. So know. that's a, that's a sort of critical juncture in the Matrix or something, but. Neo is confronted again by Agent Smith, 
and he's getting shot, so he's shooting it. And my, in my mind, I'm thinking, hang on a minute, if you die in the Matrix, you're going to die. So how is this going to work? And he's getting shot. His real body, so remember from the operating room, he's, he's, he's sort of, he's sort of copping yeah, the shots, yeah. and his real body slumps, and you think, oh, my God, he's dead. He's gone. And, uh, but we hear, though, Trinity lean down and whisper something in his ear. Neil, I'm not afraid anymore. The Oracle told me that I would fall in love and that that man, the man that I loved, would be the one. So you see, you can't be dead. You can't be. And she plants the kiss on him. It's kind of like the, you know, the what's Sleeping Beauty? You know, plants the kiss. It's interesting, though, because it's like, well, hang on a minute. So she knew that all along. She knew that she would, he would fall. The oracle must have said to her, the person you fall in love with he's is going to be the one. But and he's the one. She took that long to fall in love with him. Yeah. What did that A little while. Yeah. It took him to be, you know, being yeah, held nearly, nearly blown dead. away. Nearly yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very critical point there. So she plants the kiss and he said, and then, it, like she says, after the kiss, she says, okay, yeah, now get, get up. up. <laughs> and I love this bit where they're fire, the three agents are at the end of the corridor and they're, they're firing at him and he just stops the bullets. The bullets are just all stand there and he sort of picks one up and just drops it on the floor. Yeah, because it's, 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 again, it's another great scene where the bullets are in motion yeah. he stops it. And it's that pause motion, but then it's the interacting with the paused content that makes that so cool. But the other great shot too is when he's looking down the hallway and suddenly he sees all the coding. He's yeah. seeing the Matrix now for the first time, and it makes Morpheus realise something. He is the one. And when, do you like it when Agent Smith approaches him? After this, he's, he's sort of made this, had, had this revelation that he is, the, in fact, the one. Yeah, and I love it how he's sort of just effortlessly fighting the yeah, agent, just, just not yeah. even trying. He's fighting him off yeah. effortlessly. Yeah. So we realise that uh, given given you know he had that earlier sparring with Morpheus, which yeah. was quite, which was he got his see, ass kicked. You could yeah, see yeah. the de- you could see the diff. Even when he was doing well, it was difficult, and yeah. now it's just like effortless. Yeah, and I love this bit where he's sort of looking at a- the agent Smith at the end of the hall, and he runs and dives into him. <laughs> he sort of goes, and then. It sort of sets off this reaction where Agent Smith suddenly sort of explodes and yeah. boom, it's all over. Uh, but the, the Sentinels are still coming into the ship, but they, they knock them out with an EMP. But then uh, once that's done, Neo wakes up again and Trinity, they actually kiss for real this Good time. Good times. He's awake for this one. Yeah. He's awake. <laughs> Gee, he wasn't awake for that. Oh, he no. was semi-awake. Semi. Yeah, he was definitely semi. He plants it on her. Now, here's the very end of the movie. Now, I'll, yeah. I'll give you a little tip here. It's on the corner of Pitt and Hunter Street. Yes, it is. And if you can see really clearly, there used to be a Dimmix on the corner. Oh, you yeah. see Dimmix in the background. Oh, right. So you know you know that junction yes. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's in the phone box and uh, telling us how things are going to go down. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone. 
And then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Off he goes. Puts Solid on his glasses. set up for sequels. Did you like how he put his glasses on and then you see the shot where you see him from above, then that shot gets bigger and then gets bigger again. So he's sort of going further out and then you see him just fly up yeah. right in front of the camera. But don't cool. you think that's just a solid sequel setup? Of course. Mm. I think, well, it was kind of a, like a Star Wars type thing where it could have been a standalone, but they, there were little things in there that, that they could build on, yeah, and that, yeah, that was yeah. one of them for sure. I'd love to know how many movies have that in that in it, but never become well, sequels because they flop. You, you never, yeah, you never know, do, do you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There'd be a few, I'd say. Uh, let's talk about the some favourite lines here. There's a few in this one, and these are really... Um, they're quite spiritual and deep, some of these lines okay, here. Right. Uh, the first one being from Morpheus himself. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. So that's sort of the red pill, blue pill scenario, right? Where yeah. I can only show you the door, but you're the one who's going to make the decision to actually do something. So, uh, you know, the, it is, you don't very, know unless you have a go right, That scenario. is a very deep part of it because yes. it's the same with the, the learning, the, yeah. the skill sets. He he had the skills to just effortlessly fight them off yeah. all the time. Yeah, he just didn't didn't know it. Yeah, he yeah. didn't he didn't fulfill that yeah. thought. Didn't didn't know he had that club in the bag yet. Yeah, but I know you're a big fan of Agent Smith, and uh, this is a really oh, yeah. good uh, little little section of he, of him describing how, how life is at the time. Have you ever stood and stared at it, marvelled at its beauty, its genius? Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. Love it. Seriously. <laughs> this is a, the next so one. Good. The last one is a very short quote, but right. it's also a, like another signature line of, uh, of the Matrix. Do you remember the scene where they're on the roof and they're trying to battle the agents? And they, they get one of them and Trinity pulls a gun and holds it right to the agent's head and says this. Only human. Dodge this. <laughs> dodge this. Can't dodge this because yeah, it's right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Right. Uh, let's move on to how did that happen, mate? Some, how did uh, any of it happen? Little, uh, well, some little plot holes that we can kind of talk about because, you know, they've presented us with a world and we've got to interpret that world. Morpheus says to Neo, remember that when he shows him the, the real world, it's all ruins and. He says that uh, humans cause a nuclear winter, so there must be some sort of nuclear yes. thing, so a nuclear winter to stop the machines who were powered by solar power. So the machines, they they could have, do you think they could have decided to seek a different energy source rather than humans? Like well, There'd still be fossil fuels. Especially given there was nuclear. Clearly. Nuclear, that's right, <laughs> geothermal energy. So oh, we're just going to turn humans into batteries. Yeah, nuclear would be a smarter option. Maybe, but then there would be no need for humans to be in pods and no need to create a matrix to disguise it. I guess. understand. No, no movie there. You have huh? picked apart the whole movie there. No movie. Now, we do... Look, remember earlier we were sort of wondering if you die in the matrix, yeah. your body dies because it can't live without the mind. Right. But isn't this sort of uh, sort of up for discussion because their, their training means you can download to the mind and the brain? 
So if you can download something to the mind and brain, couldn't you upload as well? Like if you, your consciousness could be saved as well or not, you know, up and down? Do you understand? I guess so. Yeah. I hadn't overthought it that much. Because the training stays with the brain. It doesn't go to the matrix as shown by the screen. So yeah. dying in the matrix shouldn't kill the body outside the matrix. There's been people talking about this for 23 years since yeah. the movie came out. That should just be awesome, Blue, blue Red. Things you might not know. Did you know, and I didn't know this until I researched this for this episode, but Michael Hutchins was cast in a role. Really? But he committed suicide yes. three days after learning he got the role. Three days after he found out he's, he's, been, he's going to be in the movie, he committed suicide. In 1997. Yeah, I remember yeah. the day very vividly. Yeah. The visual effects, so we said how much, how good they were. Mm. Would you believe it makes up 20% of the movie as visual effects? Mate, that's 20%. not a lot. 20%. That, well, for the time, it's heaps. Is it? Yeah. Right. Here's a funny one, too. Carrie Ann Moss, you know how they were wearing sunnies yeah. in the movie? She said that, you know how normally celebrities put on sunglasses to disguise themselves? She said she couldn't go out wearing sunglasses because everyone would recognise her. <laughs> 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 so a bit of a backfire there. By the middle of 2002, uh, as we mentioned, the famous bullet time sequence. This is only three years after the movie had yeah, come out. Yeah. It had been copied over in over 20 different movies in just three years. So that's how iconic that's that amazing. shot was. Did you notice, if you're looking at it closely, right, all the scenes shot that take place that are occurring in the Matrix have a slight green tint to them. Really? So the colour is slightly Didn't different. Uh, like you're watching it through a computer monitor. Remember the <laughs> monitors? How have yeah. they green sort of tinge? Scenes in the real word, world had a blue tint. So blue was uh, uh, also right, used okay. there as well. Uh, and the fight between Morpheus and Neo, which is neither in the real world or the Matrix, sort of in that middle of the construct, yes. that had a yellow tint. So they had sort of these little temperatures and colour coding for that. Uh, did you also notice the name of the software company Neo works for? Uh, it was, I did at the time. It's spelled Meta Cortex. So it's Meta, M-E-T-A-C-O-R-T-E-X. Well, on, the, on the outside of the building, it was spelt different. It was Meta with Cortex spelt C-O-R-T-E-C-H-S. So the... The one of the featurettes on the on the move in the movie on the disc said the name was changed to avoid uh, a legal issue, <laughs> and apparently one of the signs they missed one of the signs that they had to change. <laughs> <laughs> one of them stayed the same. I don't know how the case went there. Um, all the references to street corners. So do you remember they said I'll meet on the corner of this and yeah, this and yeah. this? They were all real intersections in Chicago. Chicago? Yeah, which are the Wachowskis' hometown. Oh, there you go. So they said uh, the subway train has signs for the loop. That's another Chicago reference to yep. Chicago. But obviously the film is quite obviously not set in any other real city. <laughs> it was filmed in Sydney. Yes. That is The Matrix, mate. I want your wrap-up and your rating, please. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I was worried about this, I've got to say. I'm thinking you were going to think, what the hell is yeah, this idiot look, got me watching? And I think, uh, when, you remember you early, the very very start, you said this was like a new genre? Yeah. Um, and, and for me, you you were, you were referring to the action scenes there, right? But in, in ter terms of the entire movie, I know people probably would describe this in some ways, science fiction. Sci-fi, sci yeah. Sci-fi, action, yeah. I think it's more action and thought than sci-fi. So yeah. it's 
kind of in that same vein of, yeah. of what was it, Blade Runner? Was that the one I loved? Blade Runner, yeah. yeah. No, no, but, Blade Runner was um, um, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Yeah that, yeah, that that you could perceive as being this crazy sci-fi movie, yeah. but actually it's the concepts and the the thinking it's about the reality it, of that, that time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the reality of this time, and that's that's the point so of this. What do you so, give it out of ten, mate? What's it go? It's it's a solid nine out of ten for me. Nine, jeez, that's that's I great. Like that. I agree. It's a nine for me too. Shall we cast our mind to next week? Let's, Let's talk about next week. We're going to be covering the movie Disclosure, okay, which stars Michael Douglas and Demi Moore, Oy. based on the novel written by Michael Crichton. What a shock! Directed by Barry Levinson. Levinson, yes. Now, what other I movie? Like I know that name. What other movie did Barry Levinson direct? Is it A. Carlito's Way, B. Rain Man, C. Carrie? D, Scarface. It's got to be Scarface or Rain Man. Um, Scarface. Eh, you were right the first time. Rain Man. Oh, man. Rain Man was directed by Barry Levinson. The other movies, Carlito's Way, Carrie and Scarface, were all directed by Brian De Palma. But, uh, yeah, Rain Man uh, was also directed by Barry Levinson, who did direct Disclosure. That is our movie for next week's show. We hope you can join us then, Trevor. I look forward to discussing that one. But in the meantime, we're glad that you enjoyed The Matrix. Let's talk next week. Let me fire up the fetch and get Disclosure. Thank you.